Episode 93. I'm Forrest Hall. Charity Hall. It's Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. Real church matters. How you feeling, Charity? I'm amazed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at me. I'm telling the truth. I'm amazing. You're amazing. I'm amazing too. We we up early getting this thing uh, recorded. You laugh like you don't believe it. (laughs) No, I I believe it. I feel amazing too. I'm I'm in a good space. We got we got I got a podcast that I was supposed to do in 2018 about being in a good space. We got I gotta dig that up, find that. I think it's interesting that you said that because both of us are really not in good spaces if if you think about it in in the sense of um what's going on what's around going us. on around, around us, us. what's happening in us in us I'm we're amazing I, who you telling man we we got some stories we could tell <laughs> but I noticed that Christians are professionals at telling stories and they're not professionals at giving God glory. Yeah. So we ain't going to discuss what's going on around us. We're going to discuss what's going on and in us. us. Episode 93 is going to be a special one. But before we get to it, let's go to housekeeping. Realchurchmatters.com is where you can listen to it. Or you can go to one of your favorite podcast service providers. You can go to SoundCloud and search Real Church Matters. You can go to the podcast app on your Apple device and search Real Church Matters. I said Real Church Music. The Real Church Matters. Um, <laughs> and you can listen to us there. Or if, you don't, if you're not familiar with all that stuff, you can go on Instagram, search Real Church Matters, follow us, click the link in the bio. We're also on Twitter, Real Church MTTRS. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, you can follow me at FSH Music. You can follow Charity at <laughs> You put me on the spot. You I, I'll say it if you don't. Beauty for charity <laughs> on Instagram. Yes. You can follow her on Instagram. Uh yeah, you can follow her and you can ask us questions at askme at realchurchmatters.com. Um, I'll answer. Like I said last week, uh, I appreciate everybody that's participating and supporting us uh, monetarily through Patreon. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash realchurchmatters. Give less than a dollar and you get cool swag. I got t shirts that are about to go out. <laughs> To all those people who have been loyal and supporting me throughout the uh, 2018 season and 2017 season. And you can be a part of that just by giving like a dollar or something. And you can have that as well. Or you can give $10 or more and then you get more exclusives. And uh, I got some special things that I want to do as far as like lessons and uh, allow people to give requests of subject matter and I want to give that exclusive to those who give uh $10 or more a month so we appreciate those who are giving I got a special uh, obedience over audience t-shirt that I'm creating 
And I think it's going to be super, super cool. Um, and everybody going to want one, but y'all get one for free. Uh, so I appreciate you guys. Is that it? I think that's it. Um, yeah. Obedience over audience. Episode 93, you're dead to me. Mm. You're dead to me. I think that's a special special word, a saying that's been popping in my head a lot. I realize that when people do me wrong, I'm quick to cut them off. I think at one point there was a song that said, it, it ain't nothing to cut people off. I don't know that song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's a song. It, I don't think it was that popular, but there's it, pe- people love to cut people off. They love to tell people you're dead to me. You you forget my number, forget my name. But we need to keep that energy in a different way. Yeah, because I, I I definitely think it's important to have a stance or a a stand when it comes to um, your standards and what you're willing to. Um, accept around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we need to do it in a way that glorifies God, because mm-hmm. we haven't always done it in that way. And I love using things like this because I think that people think they don't have the power to do something mm-hmm. until you show them they use that power every single day. Exactly. You just don't use it in a way that glorifies God. So Romans 6, 11 through 12, I'm going to keep it simple as far as the scriptures for now on. So I'm, only, I'm focusing on uh, one scripture. Romans 6, 11 through 12 says, so you also must consider yourselves or reckon, as it says in the King James Version, dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Verse 12 says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions or lusts thereof, as it says in the King James Version. And so when I look at this scripture, Charity, I realize the biggest word that popped out to me is reckon. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds funny and it made me think of like how cowboys talked. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be like, so I also must reckon yourselves. But when we look at that word, reckon means consider yourself. Count yourself, think of yourself, or believe yourself to be dead to sin. And all the time, I always hear people talk about this issue with sin and how it's always an issue that they're including, excluding themselves from and including God in. Mm -hmm. God, I need you to take this sin away. God, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. It would be easy, minister, for me to do this if I didn't have this going on in me and all of this stuff going on. And he said this is a simple thing, a simple thing that is confusing a lot of people, mm-hmm. which is it's all about how you see yourself. Yeah. I think when you think about um, what is the difference between alive and dead, the only difference is that when you're alive, you're able to produce something. When you're dead, it cannot produce anything. Absolutely. So when we're talking about this scripture, it's saying don't allow sin to be produced in your life. Don't allow 
the things that happen in life. Because sin is always going to be there. Always. But don't allow it to produce anything. Yeah. Let's make sure we underscore that. You you all need to know that sin is always going to be in your life. Because sin is you. Mm -hmm. But how sin affects you is up to you. Yeah. See, when we talk about consider yourself, count yourself, think of yourself, or believe yourself to be, we're saying that the the strength or the power or the life that sin has in your life mm-hmm. is connected to the faith that you have in your life. Do you have the faith to see that you are dead? To, sin is dead to you, or do you do you believe that sin has a control? Mm-hmm. There's a certain way that I approach the world right now, and I start looking at people, and I'm like. I don't even know sometimes why I'm teaching (laughs) when sin is almost like this abominable monster (laughs) that no one can control. You look at these pastors that people are talking about in the news, buying Lambos and all this crazy stuff that's going on. And people are like, is there anybody that actually is living anything they're starting to think it's impossible to because mm-hmm. when you see everyone fall to this monster, you start to think that the monster's like Jason, like or or, or Freddy Krueger or Michael yeah. Myers. Like it's this thing that no matter when you think it's dead, it pops back up and kills you. But it always goes to faith. And that's why a man can walk in faith for 20 years. And on the 21st year, he could be back in sin. <laughs> <laughs> he go right back because his the power of sin in his life is tied to the faith that he has in his life. Mm-hmm. And that's where I realized that I it, it, this this truth empowered me to let me know I'm not slipping. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going back to who I am. I'm, it's not something that's happening to me. It's something I can control. Yeah. And that's how people are in life. They feel like life just happens to them instead of you going through life. Yeah, with faith. Walk this thing out in faith. All I got to do is believe that sin is dead to me, and it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Sounds really The same way you believe that no, no one... Exempt from sin The same way that you believe That all men cheat The same way that you believe these things And you move by them And you move by them You have to believe that you do have the power over sin That's why I tied it in To when people say somebody's dead to them When you cut somebody off You remove their access in your life You remove their influence in your life You remove their ability to function in your life We're not saying you dead to the world you you alive, sweetie. You can mm-hmm. wake up every morning. You can go to work. I'm just telling you, you are dead to me. I don't want you around me. I don't want you to think that you could call me. We not homies. <laughs> we not friends. We don't look at sin that way. Mm-mm. We look at sin like that that boyfriend you say you over, but every time he calls you, like all right, just come on over. There's a, there's a not a resolute opinion in your heart. It keeps sin at a certain place in your life. Mm. I think resolute is is important to um, magnify here because we have to come to the conclusion that most believers don't believe that sin is bad. 
Absolutely. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. Do you, when, when you look at that, when you look at the, the way we engage with somebody that we want out of our lives. It's something that they almost torment to to get away from. You got to get away from it. Even sometimes you have issues with other friends because they still friends with the person you ain't friends with no more. Mm-hmm. Sweetie, I'm dead. To, she's dead to me. Why are you talking to her? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you her friend. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a certain disdain that we have for somebody when we set in our viewpoint that they're done. Mm-hmm. We haven't made that decision with sin. Nope. We haven't. Mm-mm. Let's take a t- little time out. I'm using the word sin, and this scripture used the word sin as if sin is this entity, this moving, breathing thing that can't reign in your body and live. But I want you to know that it's using it as a metaphor, but sin truly is anything that's outside the word of God. So when, when we talk about sin, we start to take these metaphors and these euphemisms and we start to create this beastly human being (laughs) when if you want to know what sin looks like, stand in the mirror. If you want to know what sin feels like, think of what you desire. Mm -hmm. Sin is a thing that we can talk about, but if you really wanted to know what it looked like, it's you. It's the way you think. And when you think outside of God's word, You're in sin. When you think in his word, you're not in sin. Because sin at its simplest form is a trespass. Just like Trump's trying to build a wall. God already built one. It's called the Bible. (laughs) And you're either inside that wall or you outside that wall. But you can't sneak in it. You ain't no buzzsaws to cut a hole in it. You can't go and expand his wall. You can't go on one of those home improvement shows and get them to pimp your the wall out and expand it and add an addition. Mm-hmm. There's homosexuals that think that they could take this nice wall that God created and add another addition to it and say, well, he forgot about gays and gays love Jesus, too. No, you don't get to do that. There's a parameter that has been set by God's word. And if you're outside of it, you're in sin. If you're inside of it, you are in Christ. That's the choice that we make every day. And when you say somebody's dead to you, when you say sin is dead to you, you're saying, I'm not interested in stepping out of God's word anymore. Mm. I'm not interested in going out with you, girlfriend. You ain't my girlfriend no more. That keep that energy with sin. <laughs> keep that energy with sin. If you keep it with sin, then sin becomes dead to you. That means it's unable to do anything in your life. Does it mean it's still there? Yes, but it's unable to do anything in your life. It means it's ineffective in your life. Mm-hmm. Is sin still in your life? Yes, you're going to have thoughts all the time that reflect the DNA of being outside of God's word, but you will it will never be effective in your life. It will always be ineffective. It'll be dead. It'll be powerless. It cannot be heard, felt, seen, and no longer has the ability to function or live as a part of your life. That sounds so awesome. And you, we don't realize that that's affordable to us. Yeah. Based on how we look at sin. Mm-hmm. How do you look at sin? That's what we're really asking people. Right. Mm-hmm. I know you told me you don't bang with her, but I think you're telling me that because you know I don't. Because that's how we are with God. We homies with God. Mm-hmm. But then God like, well, why are you over there? 
And you're like, well, I mean, dang, I can't be friends with both of y'all. Like, why we got to do this? God, like, because we got to do this like this. That's dead to me. Matter of fact, I don't like it so much, I killed my son over it. Mm. So that you don't have to even deal with it no more. So why would I be okay with you spending some time with me and some time with her? And we let people do this in our lives. Yeah. Well, it, it seemed like when we by ourselves, you cool with me, but when we with other people, you not you don't even pay attention to me. You don't even look at me. That's a person you shouldn't even be discussing with that person. <laughs> Clearly, that person does not love you the way they say they love you. Because when it counts, they don't draw a line. In the sand. Yeah. That means something's not dead to them. I realize that in my life. These situations that I'm dealing with right now, that you're dealing with, all they do is test how true the word is in us. Talk is cheap until it's proven with trial. Mm-hmm. Now your talk ain't cheap when this, you find out that the test came. And this is really a word that you believe in. And not just a word that you can talk. Because clearly anybody can talk this stuff. Clearly. Clearly. Anybody can talk this stuff. But how many people really are in a relationship with sin where they say, you're dead to me. (laughs) You're dead to me. I'm not interested in you. I can't even. There's been people that I hated so much. I didn't even want to breathe the same air as them. I didn't, even, I didn't even want to look at them. I didn't want nothing to do with them. Until I get that way with sin, I'm always going to feel like it has a power in my life that it shouldn't. But also, you have to look at the, the state of the culture today. No one ever has a resolute mm. opinion on anything. It's always on the fence. <laughs> the best of both worlds. <laughs> Even creating things um, like being asexual or pansexual and all of these things that include everything, everything, all, all options. They don't even know how to clearly agree that R. Kelly is bad. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's nothing we can. It's nothing we can create a resolute thing that everyone agrees upon. We can't even say universally that messing with little kids is bad. No. We can't. Because when you look online, they got a whole NAMBLA. NAMBLA is the National Association for Child Lovers. Oh, Lord. It's a whole association. How does this exist? How is it a functioning organization? Let me tell you why. Because we cannot agree on the simplest things as being wrong and commit ourselves to an ideology that everyone understands is wrong. Even killing or Mm -hmm. eating people. Yeah. Anything. No one can, we can never agree, and nobody can agree because we don't want to commit. Mm-hmm. We don't want to commit. Well, I don't, I don't like burning bridges because you never know. Well, this bridge, y'all need to burn. Yeah. Because it ain't even a bridge. The, the pathway to sin in your life is a five lane highway. It don't, it don't got no tolls. It, the traffic is fine. Y'all move in and out of it anytime y'all want to. You don't burn that. We don't create that distinction because we don't want the people to judge us and we don't want to feel like we're missing out on options. I think that's the bottom line. We don't want to feel like we're missing out on something. We, we think that there is still some good in ourselves. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, I'm going to leave this door open. 
just in case I want to walk. Let's get let's get to that because that's at the end. But we going we get at the end of the verse twelve. He says to make you obey its lust or passions. Mm-hmm. The reason why we can't unequivocally deny sin's power in our life is because it feels good. Mm-hmm. How can something bad feel good? Mm-hmm. He said, when you talk about this, let, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Sounds so crazy until he tells you what it's trying to do. He said, so, so that it can't make you obey its passions and desires. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Before we kill sin, what's this passion and desire? Exactly. Thing? What's this thing that feels good, even though I might know it's bad, even though I might know it's aftertaste? What R. Kelly say? My mind telling me no. But my body's telling me yes. He was explaining to y'all the simple fact that while you may judge him, and I want you to judge him, I want a court to judge him. I don't, I'm tired of people judging him. I would like for a court to judge him now. So that we can actually get some actual results because y'all judging him does nothing to him. In the same way it does nothing to him, I should remember that y'all words don't do nothing to me. Mm-hmm. All these people have locked him up with their words, but he's still free as a bird. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think he believes he can he fly. He can fly. <laughs> <laughs> that was corny. But that was I went corny. With it. Thank you, sweetie. But the reality is, is that we have to set this standard even though it's against something that makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. The scripture tells us that it may feel good, but there is a sorrow attached to it. Mm. I shared that in one of the podcasts last year. Why buy something that has a sorrow tax? Mm. I don't want nothing that got a sorrow tax attached to it. We got to realize that there's a price to pay for sin and it ain't the price you think. Oh, yeah, I, I found out I had an STD. This just God, <laughs> God punished me mm. for fornicating. God ain't punishing you with diseases. He ain't punishing you at all. It's not time yet. Mm-hmm. It's not time for punishment. But you better believe there is something attached to sin. There is a aftertaste connected with that sweet taste. There is a reflection or a consequence connected to that sin that has little to do with God's judgment and everything to do with the potency and the sickness of sin. Mm. That's major. It don't have nothing to do with God. Y'all playing with something that just got an aftertaste to it. Mm-hmm. It ain't him. No different than if it, you can go and say, you know what? I'm going to drink alcohol. Let's not even get spiritual. They, t- they have whole companies that are out to let you know the dangers of alcohol. Mm-hmm. The dangers within just the biological liquid mm-hmm. of it. We ain't even get spiritual yet. We just talking about what alcohol is doing in your body. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about even what sin is doing in your life. We just talk about the simple fact of what alcohol is doing. You somebody's doing crystal meth. There's a biological <laughs> response to that thing. Mm-hmm. They said 90-something percent of women have HPV. Black women. Let me make sure so y'all understand. The minorities are the ones suffering with this thing. <laughs> but that is a n- biological byproduct of unprotected sex with multiple partners. 
And it's spreading because we're having sex with the same people. The only way you can, can stop a pandemic or an epidemic is that you no longer spread it indiscriminately. That means everybody would have to be monogamous. And then it's easy to even track. Because they like, okay, she's married to him. She's married to him. She's married to him. She ain't married yet, so we don't have to worry about her. It's easy for the CDC to even con connect and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff that I'm talking about has nothing to do with sin. has everything to do with the choice of engaging in decisions that have an aftertaste, a sorrow attached to it. Mm. has nothing to do with God's judgment yet. He's so good at what he do, he even know how to punish better than you. Why would God punish you the way you would punish somebody? Mm. He's so good at this at blessing and punishing that he, when he does it, he does it up. When God blessed my life, it's like nothing no man could do for me. It's better than a promotion. It's always better than a, a bag. Don't want a bag. <laughs> It's always better than a check, but you know what? When he punish, it's always worse than a than uh, losing my job. It's always worse than getting sick, cause whatever he does is forever. Yeah. Oh man. These are forever things. <laughs> These things are forever, and that's the reality of is that I can have a life where sin has no effect to me. Understand that sin can't be destroyed. Oh, that's realistic for us? That's realistic. You saying they can have that? Let me tell you why it's realistic. Because it's fantastical. Which means it's as real as it is in my mind. Mm. Even though it's not real to you. Somebody is listening right now saying that's not realistic. So get your faith game up. But just because it's not real to you don't mean it's not real to, to me. me. Just like... Because reality starts in your mind. It's in your mind. Reality don't start nowhere but your mind. That's why crazy people ain't so crazy because they believe the things they doing. Mm -hmm. They believe the situations. As long as they believe it, it's real to them. We trying to pull them out of a reality and back into our reality. Mm -hmm. Just like people are trying to convince Christians of a reality and pull them out of their reality. It's connected to what you believe is real To me I choose to believe That sin can be Rendered ineffective in my life Sin can't be destroyed I'm not delusional <laughs> You get what I'm saying mm -hmm. we, gotta be we can't be delusional Y'all Christians is talking about Y'all defeated sin Yes you defeated it But it's not destroyed when Jesus died on the cross, he took our sins and rendered sin powerless, but he did not remove sin from the world. No. Hello? He didn't remove sin. Some of y'all think when you get saved, you're not going to have no thoughts no more. No, you're going to be saved and filled with the Spirit and still filled with lust. But guess who got a choice about which part has power in them? That's you. why the Bible says renew your mind daily. Daily. You better do he it didn't daily. Say, he didn't say renew your mind when you get saved and when you believe and take Christ into your heart. And that's it. He said daily. This is another thing, Charity. People get the feeling I used to feel as a kid. I hated school. So I would go to the first day of school. I would come home and i say, I got how many more days of this? 
And I would go and look at the school calendar and it was like, oh, I got a hundred and something days. <laughs> I got a hundred and something days of this mess. I can't take this. This is this is horrible. Why? I'm, I don't see how I can do it. Same way we look and we say, I got to be like this forever. So I can't, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, then we start giving ourselves outs like, no, I don't see I'm going to do it forever. I, I'm going to make mistakes. There's going to be times where I fail or I fall down. But think about it. Does anybody take a shower and say, great, I had to take no more showers the rest of my life? <laughs> no. <laughs> you understand that every day you need to be in that shower or the effects. You want to be as clean as possible all the time. All the time. Or the effects of you not taking those showers will be prominent in your life. A.K.A. you going to stink. Mm. That's, that's a good one. Because I know I can't go without being clean. Now imagine you going in there in a shower and saying, I got to do this the rest of my life every single day. I can't do this. No, why don't we think like that? Because we accept this mm -hmm. as a part of our life, as a part of living. At, I think it's important to understand. You can't say you're a follower of Christ if you still consider sin as something that is appealing and not nasty and not something that's going to pre prevent you from being clean. Yeah. You can't consider yourself a follower of Christ. And that's the issue. People are looking at sin not as if it was something yeah. that makes them dirty. But it's something that makes them clean and, or either I don't care if it make me clean or they're, dirty. They're taking it on <laughs> as this is something that's a part of me. It's a part of me. It's a part of me. And you need to realize that you can separate that. It's something it's, you it's, can wash off. Yeah. It's not a part of you. It's on you. Yes. Yes. It's like getting upset because somebody point out something. That, that I, I had this uh, shout out to Antoinette. But she used to have this birthmark on her face when she was younger. And I thought it, at one point I thought it was a stain, a chocolate stain. And I said, wipe that off your face. And she was like, I can't. It's, that's part of me. And we used to laugh about it back when she was a teenager. But the reality is, is that y'all think that some of these things are birthmarks when it's actually dirt marks. Mm. That's wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's wild. <laughs> I, I'm born again. Everything I thought was a birthmark now can be washed away. Mm. That's the freedom that we have. I laugh at that because it feels good to know. There's certain things I thought were child deformities, mm. birth defects. Oh, ah, we, that's another podcast. I can go, that's a whole other podcast, mm -hmm. birth defects. But it's not now. It's part of this one. The reality is, is that <laughs> I get mad at that when I, something come up and I'm like, I could do a whole other hour on that. But the, the reality is, is that I, that's a freeing situation. Y'all should feel free knowing that the things that people even identify you as. Because people assume that's you can be washed away. You are detached from them because you're born again. And since you know it can be washed away, then you know that if you do not wash every day, it can come back. back. Mm -hmm. I'm not a clueless person thinking sin is destroyed. It's not destroyed. I can render it inoperative. I can render it dead in me. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, it's still there, but it's no longer living in me. It's dead in me. Mm-hmm. If some people don't like that, that notion that something's in them and it's dead. There's a lot of things that's in you, but dead. <laughs> Who you it, It's a lot of viruses that dormant. are in yeah. you, but are dormant. Talk, that's talk. Yeah. Because your body, you have not fed anything to your body. That would trigger it. That would trigger and it. And awaken it. So I was reading on the, I was at the doctor's, um, it's too personal. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was at the doc. I wasn't at doctors. I wasn't at no, you know, for nothing crazy. I just was there for for health reasons. Good health reasons. Well, not good health, bad health reasons. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I was there, and I looked up, and they said the shingles virus is in you. Said that in big letters, and then below it said because if it said if you've had the chicken pox before. The shingles virus is inside of you. Yeah. Chicken pox is a thing that once you get it, you'll always have it. Yeah. It's always there. Mm-hmm. And so the, the reality of what you're saying is so powerful. It's just because it's there. Some of us just got to admit to it. I almost want to get make a T-shirt and say, I'm not a sinner, but I'm full of sin. Because we are. Yeah, and that goes back to the point of me saying that we think it's good in us. And it's not good in us. Even Jesus said that. Just to <laughs> just to make a point. Disrespected this whole man's thing, the reason he wanted trying to talk to him. He cut him off and said, I know, I know, I don't know what you're about to say, but you just call me good, and there's none good but the Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Paul, one of the most prolific men of God. That we've ever seen Say oh wretched man that I am mm-hmm. Because he knew that there was something Always at war inside of him Just because sin is working Doesn't mean it reigns Exactly Oh my goodness that, that, that takes us to verse 12 It says Let not sin reign therefore That means because you are Sin is dead to you You no longer have to let it reign In you it can't rain in you. Doesn't mean it won't exist. It just means it won't rain. Yeah. It won't rain. Rain means to rule, control, to be king, to exercise the highest influence. What influences us? That's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Just res- goes right along with resolute. What influences us? What directs us? What leads us? Not the Holy Spirit. If it's not the Holy Spirit, then it's something else. Mm-hmm. And I know people say, well, I just trust my gut. Let me tell you what your gut is full of. It's either full of the Spirit or it's full of sin. Yeah. Sin meaning it's full of thoughts and desires that take you outside the parameters of God's Word. There are certain things that you should not feel is up for debate. There has to be a clear understanding when it comes to certain fundamental principles of being a follower of Christ. I know the Bible is black and white, but there are shades of gray and people capitalize on those shades of gray. But in the instance of being a believer and what is inside of you, you need to have a resolute opinion ideal 
on yeah. that. Let me tell you this simple truth that goes with what Charity is saying. It's going to always be a debate as long as you're not determined. Mm-hmm. You're not determined. I love now, I love talking to people who are not for the debate. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care if they don't believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. I just love that they're not for the debate. Mm-hmm. I don't. I love narrow-minded people now. Mm-hmm. I believe that the only way you can walk the narrow way is if you're narrow-minded. I remember you and I used to get into it all the time because you was like, everything's not black and white. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. But it's- that's just me as a person. So, and before I really committed to God, I was a narrow-minded person in general. Yeah. Now I'm narrow-minded for the right, right. reasons. <laughs> and, and I think that that's a part of growth as well, because I can remember having those conversations with you. And I'm saying these things that aren't true in hopes to help you understand a truth. But uh, this just a side note, pro tip for y'all Christians <laughs> out here. You can always stand on the truth. You don't have to bend it to cause people to understand the truth, because that means they'll understand it wrong anyway. Because mm-hmm. I agree. And I probably agreed then that everything is black and white, but I didn't agree with your black or your white. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not black and white. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. The, the the colors is not the problem. It's the lines in which we color. Mm-hmm. That's what was foggy because we like, you know, some people just, they take art to be a certain thing. I saw a picture where it was just 10 strokes on a black of black paint on a red background. And somebody paid a million dollars for it. That's crazy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. If you if I buy some art, it, it gotta see, I got to see a person. Matter of fact. I got to see some dogs art, playing poker. I got to see something. If that's art, let me go ahead and get me a canvas. <laughs> you know? I, I think I could do that. I'm gonna I tell think you, I could finesse some black lines. I'm going to tell you, I, I sometimes I look at Andy Warhol stuff and I'm like, okay, so that's Campbell's Soup. He just took and separated the red, green, and blues and put them in a line. It's filters for that these it's days. It's filters for that. <laughs> he, he did the same thing with Marilyn Monroe's face. I'm like, okay, so this is, this is art. But that's the thing. Our subjective matters of our minds. We have to understand. We need to see this thing the way God sees it mm-hmm. and be very narrow-minded in it. And I love people who are convinced and convicted because it shows that they have something in them that is a lost art in today's society. Mm-hmm. But for us, sin cannot be allowed to reign or control us or be king. It can, it's going to be in our lives, but it should not reign in us. It should never be the thing that leads me. If I talk to a woman, it should be because Christ reigns and not sin reigns. People see you talking to a woman nowadays and they just automatically assume, oh, he's trying to do something. That's the way y'all look at it. I'm telling y'all for everybody, whatever you do, you need to ask yourself who is controlling, who is leading, who sent you, as they say. You know, you mm-hmm. see somebody coming like, who sent you? Who, who are you here under the authority of? If men said the truth when they was talking to women like, hello, sweetie, I seen you from across the room and I'm here on the authority of sin. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm here on authority of sin. Uh, I'm going to follow my desires right now and ask you for your phone number because I like what I see. Mm. That is crazy as that sounds, far fetched as that sounds. You notice that there's some pastors, there's some men in the church that would exactly talk to you in that way. If we couldn't lie and we had to tell you who we were coming in authority of. Mm. When I go to work, I got to make sure that I'm going to work under the authority of God's leading and not greed. Because greed going to take me somewhere that God's authority is not. Lust is going to take me somewhere with a person that God's authority is not. Mm. Anxiety, fear is going to take me somewhere that God's love and power. Is not. Who are you under the authority of? That's what this is all about. Whoever you are dead to no longer has authority in your life. Don't tell me you dead to sin when it still has authority. It's still sending you and taking you. Many people in our lives are Trojan horses. Mm. They came in your life looking like God's gift. But when you crack that sucker open, it's uh, under the authority of sin. Why you look like that? Because I was going to say something, but I think I need to save it for another podcast. No, no, no. In go, go, go. To, um, I, I, it triggered me to think about when Jesus was casting out demons and he asked what their name was. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you don't know. If you don't know who you, who you represent, then you, you you can't hear any of this. That's what he, he that's what he is. Oh, that's so good, Charity. I'm so mad at you. You should have saved that for now. I told no, I'm, you. I'm just playing. <laughs> the reality is, he is saying Jesus wanted to know who who are you under the authority of. Mm-hmm. I, I I I'm not. I'm a discuss. I'm gonna discuss this with you, man, mm-hmm. in a moment. Because mm-hmm. you butt naked, you done beat up everybody in here. I'm going to discuss this with you in a moment. But for now, I need to speak to the person, your supervisor. Mm-hmm. I need to speak to your supervisor. Supervisor popped up and said, hello, my name is Legion. <laughs> <laughs> hello, my name is Legion. Uh, there's quite a few of us. And here, I'm the representative of us all. How may I help you? Because we're busy right now. As you can see, this man has torn his clothes off. He has beat up many of your disciples quite well, I might add. What do you need? Because I'm busy right now. He said, get out of him. Get out. Get out. Here's the thing. Jesus is not, he's not the demon slayer. Mm-mm. He didn't kill them. It don't say. And then he destroyed them and vanquished no. them from the earth. Oh, those things are here to stay. You get to say where they stay. Mm-hmm. He cast them out and he said, oh, go to those pigs over there. The pigs like, listen, it's bad enough. We got to be baking. Now we got demons and this demons drove them right into the sea. Mm-hmm. Do you think those demons died in the ocean? No, Mm-mm. them pigs did. This is why y'all always going to lose out. We going to lose out. When we allow sin to reign in us, sin is going to use us, refuse us as refuse, and then go on to the next person. 
because it stays. It has an agenda on the mm-hmm. earth. It stays. You don't. When you sick and you die, when you get killed in a car crash, when you get killed by somebody's gun because you couldn't control your anger, because you couldn't mm-hmm. chill, when when you hurt your family, when you hurt your kids, Satan going to move on and you're going to be stuck with the aftermath. Yeah. As a 50-year-old, 60-year-old man who can't look his daughter or his son in the eye because he knows the guilt and the shame of the decisions he made. A person who sits having abortion after abortion now, 30 years later, sits with the weight and the shame and the guilt, the condemnation that comes from dealing in sin. Mm-hmm. Should you be condemned? No, I'm not one of those people standing outside the clinic holding <laughs> up a sign. We should not be condemning these people. But guess what? It's a good thing that y'all understand. You should understand that no matter who's standing outside that place calling y'all whores and stuff. Let me tell you this. None of them is the source of your condemnation. None of them is. None of them. What's the source of our condemnation? Us and our engagements with sin. As we, 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 we winding on down, we wrapping it on up. There's this influence is seen in the fact that sin's passion or lust rule control or have the greatest influence in our lives Mm. we're constantly going to be in a position where the scriptures will always not just tell us what to do but tell us if we're doing it effectively he says sin oh you think you dead to it well ask yourself does sin control you all of us need to ask ourselves does sin control us the sin, what are we saying? The lust and desires that are associated with things that are outside the word of God. So I'm not asking you if you feel like something's leading you in a place you don't want to go. I'm asking you if the place you want to go is where God wants you to. Because mm-hmm. sin doesn't necessarily have to be something that someone would consider bad or Absolutely. negative. It just... Isn't what God intended. That's why I'm, I'm trying to make sure I ram that home. Yeah. Because we look at certain things as sin and where those things are dead to us. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to some men and they like homosexuality. It just it just the sight of it makes me vomit. I, well, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you're, you have a healthy gag reflex for sin in one way. I think that's why you have so many denominations of the same religion. Because no one can agree on what God intended for us. Yes. Oh, we just know we the same. We just have fundamental view as to who God is and what the Holy Spirit is. And no, I I can be like. If you ask me, I feel like it's it's only one. It should be only one. Only one religion. But all of these religions, the denominations are really being dictated by the rituals in which they're comfortable with. Mm Mm-hmm. You got people dressed like the Matrix over here. They look more like Catholic Church. You got people who believe that when you speak the word of God, you should be exasperated, looking like you're having a heart attack. <laughs> and they call it a whoop. But I don't, re- I don't recall there being these phrasings in the scriptures where Jesus is 
talking to these people and he says, I I can't imagine that this man (laughs) is operating in this way. Why would you have to speak the word in a way that Jesus didn't? Mm. And say that you are a disciple of Christ. No, you're a disciple of whoever started that mess. Yeah. And taught you that mess. Don't tell me you're doing karate and you're not kicking. <laughs> you ain't a disciple of karate. You just swinging. You just punching. You don't know what you're doing. Our discipline is shown by who we let disciple us. Yeah. As a disciple of Christ, he's to, he said, I don't have a place to lay my head. He said, I freely give the scriptures. That's why I don't charge for no podcast. I just freely off, offer this word. It, it means something to somebody. Great. If it don't, God bless. I, I ask for uh, donations and ask and, and try to help pe- allow people to be a part of the growth of this. And the things we want to do, you'd be crazy not to see, hey, dude, does anybody want to participate in giving and helping this thing grow? That's the way churches should operate. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing it how I think churches should do it. I don't think that there should be full offerings where you are mandatorily made to do anything that's not on your heart to do. Oh, well, then you ain't going to have no church that has the lights on. Because if you leave it to choice, people ain't going to do nothing. See, y'all can't leave it to choice with people because you're not raising people who have their own distinctive mind towards Christ. You're raising people who have a distinctive mind towards ritual. Mm. So they given not out of the abundance of their heart, but out of the abundance of their misunderstandings. And so even when they given 10%, they still not giving their best. I don't care if somebody gave at all everything. And at one point I did give everything, but out of the wrong heart. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I gave it because I thought that God was holding my blessings hostage. Mm. He had a gun to him and he was like, you ain't getting no job. Give me all your money. Give me all your money or you ain't getting no job. Show me you love me. That ain't the way to show God you love him. Mm. I don't even like when people say that. Mm. Show God how much you love him. Come on and give. You know what you want to do to show God how much you love him? Obey him. He said, those that love me keep my commandments. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not making none of this up. That's why I know that this podcast is important. That's why I know it's important to have people like Charity here. Because it's important for us to have conversations about these things. So that people see, we broke down sin in a way most people don't even hear in church. Right, I agree. We we we're 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 doing. It should always be thought provoking, and I think um, even before the podcast, we will always have these thought provoking conversations that would go on for hours, and you'd be like, "Man, I wish we was recording this." Yeah, and I'm like, "You just going, you know." Use it at some point in a message or <laughs> something. Yeah. So somebody's going to benefit from this conversation. But I challenge everyone to have someone that they can have thought-provoking conversations with um, to keep your 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 spirit lubricated. You got to keep it moving. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> she said your spirit lubricated, hydrated. <laughs> keep the keep your spirit moving. 
I, all right, I get that. And the reality is, Charity, is that I love to show people that if you love God, you are a subject matter expert on God. A seminary school doesn't make us that. It's 10 years as a Christian don't make us that. I know people that have been a Christian for 30 something years and you, they can't talk to you about the word at all. They got stories. They don't got no glory. <laughs> they don't have nothing to share that can help you grow in any way. And so this is the power of the podcast. I hope that it's beneficial to you guys. I'm just, I'm blown away. I, I just thought it was a good podcast. Yeah, because you doubted the fact that I would be able to do something I, early You know morning. what? I did think, <laughs> you know what? That's not right. It ain't right. I thought that because you was a morning person, that you uh, couldn't rise and shine. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah, you're not a morning person. You ain't just say that. He was like, because you a morning person. Oh, be- I thought that because you weren't a morning person, that you couldn't rise and shine. But you have risen, and you are shining. But there's some things we need to wash off of us. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. So I'm boy. I'm That's girl. girl. We're here to tell you that obedience over audience. Real Church Matters, episode 93. You're dead to me. God bless.